Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, Episode 6 Showing Up as Global Contribution. Today I want to talk about this idea that when we are our true, authentic selves, simply showing up is the best possible way that we can make our contribution. This idea has been around for quite some time, probably since the 60s, I would guess, when the, when the idea of authentic presence and just being who you are and that, that your existence as a being has value in and of itself. It's an, it's an idea that's been around for some time. And yet, what does it mean? And is it worth investigating? It's actually easier to talk about what it's not. So, uh, what it's what what uh, showing up and and authentic presence is not is an act. It's not an act. It's not a um, a well put together pretense at being authentic and being real. It's not about being loud. It's not about wearing bright colours. It's also not about not wearing bright colours. There are all kinds of things that it's not. So what is it? Well, it's really hard to uh, sum it up, but it's something that can only be sensed in the moment. So in any given moment, there you are, You're doing what you're doing. You're with whoever you're with. You're by yourself. Have you ever had a moment where you suddenly feel very, very present? You suddenly feel as if everything around you is vivid. You're very conscious of yourself, your your own body, your own feeling your own thoughts. Everything is in sharp, clear focus. You're absolutely in the present moment. And the way that you are behaving and speaking and moving and even breathing feels completely natural to you and feels truthful. And it, and it feels like the essence of who you are on the inside is actually coming out in expression. So there's a wonderful feeling of, of congruence, of, of inner and outer alignment, rightness. Now, I'm, I'm sure that we've all had this experience at one time or another. I think most of us have it quite readily when we're very young, before we've learnt how to behave in, in any other way. 
But what I'm talking about in, in an adult person is something that's different from the, the, the almost automatic authenticity of a newborn baby and a, and a young child. Because those very young people are absolutely authentic and unguarded and uncensored in their expression because they don't know anything else. Because they're brand new, they're, they're, they're still forming as individuals. However, as we go through life, we gradually learn how to socialize, how to relate to people around us, how to navigate how to not upset people, how to be, how to make ourselves useful, how to get people's approval, how to, how to gain some control over ourselves and over our lives. And as we do that, we develop some very important skills and competencies. But what we also do is we, we move away from that absolutely natural full-throated authenticity that we knew when we were very, very young. So when we come to adulthood, we have personas which work for us to a greater or lesser extent in our lives and help us navigate our lives and succeed in what we're trying to do and do our work and have our relationships and conduct ourselves in the world in an acceptable way. But how authentic are we? How, how natural are we in our expression? How, how fully present in the moment do we experience ourselves to be? So I've just spoken as if, as if reaching adulthood, we inevitably lose our authenticity. We inevitably lose the present moment. That's, that's not universally true. In reality, we retain those capacities and we are in those authentic states some of the time. I'm really emphasizing the fact that, that a lot of the time we're not because for the sake of argument, that's worth investigating. One of the main difficulties with it, you know, it's, it's all very well for me to say this and for you to listen to this and say to yourself, well, yes, absolutely, I, I know that. And sometimes I'm very authentic, sometimes I'm very present, and sometimes not so much. Fair enough, but that's only useful if we are absolutely conscious of the mechanisms that are in place that take us away from authenticity and away from being present. And the trouble is that we're not fully conscious of those. And the reason for that is that Parts of our persona, parts of our coping strategies in life, part, parts of our strategies for succeeding in life take place on an unconscious level. And that in and of itself is also for a good reason. It's for the reason that if we remained conscious of everything about our strategies and our behaviours and our personas, if we were conscious of all of that, that would be overwhelming for us and we wouldn't be able to function. We would become catatonic probably quite quickly. So, so having these things that operate on an unconscious level is terribly important for us. 
It, en- it enables af- us to have space in the forefronts of our minds to make choices, make decisions and be creative without having to remember how to do every single little thing. Just as we don't have to constantly try and remember, how do I walk across the room? How do I pick up a cup? How do I hold an egg with the right amount of pressure without crushing it or dropping it? And actually, even holding an egg, if you think of that, a raw egg, holding an egg with the exact right amount of pressure, that takes quite a lot of skill. But, you know, as an adult, we've forgotten that one at one time we didn't have that skill. We've forgotten learning how to do that. And that piece of learning is, is now happening on an unconscious level. So we have unconscious strategies, unconscious behavior patterns, unconscious belief systems as well, that we don't know are there, and therefore we can't do anything about them. So a large part of our lack of of authenticity and lack of being present in the present moment is actually created and caused by factors that we don't understand. So that that could seem rather depressing information. And so what on earth do you do with that? And also why would you even why would you even bother to do something about that? Well, let's talk about why you would bother to do something about it. The reason is because when we're in a highly present state, when we're being very authentically ourselves, that makes a difference to how we show up in our lives and how we show up with other people and how we show up for ourselves. People who are highly authentic and highly present, they almost glow with it. They're kind of magnetic. And it's partly because it's so unusual that they're magnetic. There's something about them. When one of these people walks into the room, we notice them. They're, they're kind of vibrating at a fine, at a fine um, frequency. When they talk to us, when they look at us, we suddenly feel more present. We suddenly feel more able to be more authentic. I'm sure you'll have met people like that. And I'm sure you'll have had moments where you are that person. Where people around you start to brighten up, start to wake up, start to become more present. Because there's something about your presence in the space that stimulates and encourages and invites other people to be more present. It's a great gift. And I think we all know the difference between this natural presence, natural authenticity, and fake authenticity, which may look and sound great, may be very charismatic, may be appealing, may be great TV or look good on camera. But it doesn't bring that same feeling in the gut, feeling in the heart of something very, very real, very truthful that's right there with you. It leaves a hollow feeling afterwards. 
bit like some Chinese food. You're full when you've finished eating it, but not long after you realise you're not fulfilled. It's that, it's that difference in, in felt experience. And in fact, if you, if you uh, get drawn in by someone who's charismatic in, a, in an inauthentic way, have you not noticed that you can start to feel kind of cheated? As, as if you've been in some way manipulated or seduced. And then you suddenly realise, hold on, what's happened to me? What, what have I been sucked into? Have I been duped here? Whereas if you've been drawn towards somebody who's highly authentic and highly present, that feeling doesn't occur because you have not been manipulated. You have responded in a natural way to somebody else who is authentic and truthful in the way they're showing up. So how do we do this? How, how do we increase our contribution by being more present and being more authentic? Well, I, I would say the first place to start is with self-observation, just like with so many other things in life, by observing when we actually feel authentic and present and when we don't. And when we feel authentic and present, to absolutely encourage ourselves to keep doing more of it, to give ourselves more of that permission, and to anchor that feeling and that experience into us. Catch it, capture it, a bit like taking a, a snapshot. I'm feeling really authentic, I'm feeling really present, I'm feeling really me. You might have a different terminology from the one I'm using that's more real for you, perhaps more casual. I'm feeling me, I'm feeling now, I'm feeling here. Capture that. Engrave it on your memory. Replay it. Allow it to come forth in your dreams and in your daydreams. Give, give it precedence. Notice those times where you, where you don't feel that way and ask yourself, hmm, what was happening instead? What was going on? How was I behaving? If that behavior didn't feel authentic and real for me, what was that about? Was I trying to get someone's approval? Was I trying to control a situation? Was I trotting out a strategy that I had developed over the years to try to be accepted? or to try to impress people? Did I copy that persona from somebody else? Who did I copy that from? How many times have we heard people say, oh my God, I've become my mother. I've become my father. I've become that bully at school I never wanted to be. I've become something I didn't want to be. Well, that happens because th those strategies that those people employed, they worked to accomplish something. They were effective in some way. And that's why we pick them up. Now, that in and of itself is really useful. We can s explore those things. We can investigate and, and identify things we picked up when we were young, things we picked up when we were a bit older, things we picked up from 
watching watching um, films and TV shows and things like that, watching other people being what we think is charismatic or impressive. And then we've unconsciously picked up those mannerisms and those styles and incorporated them. But when we become conscious of that, we can then look at that and go, okay, what is it in me that, I'm, that I want to express that is real, that I'm actually pretending about or covering up with that persona? What's the real thing I want to show? Right. How can I let that out more fully? How can I loosen up and let myself express that more freely? Journal writing is incredibly helpful for this. If you're in the habit of writing in a in a journal or in a notebook or wherever you do this, your thoughts and your feelings and your observations and your experiences of the day, that's a that's a great place to actually write and write and write. And if you find yourself writing about a situation where you were not as authentic and real and present as you'd like to be, you can you can conduct an exploration. You can say to yourself, well, if I had been more real in that moment, what would I have said? How would I have been? What what feeling would I have expressed? How might I have expressed it? And you can write about that vividly in hindsight in your journal. And that will help you give permission to those parts of you that wish to come out and be expressed more fully. And then next time, you might let that come out a bit more. And interestingly, another thing that you can do to encourage yourself to be more real and more authentic is to encourage it in other people. Now, this might seem kind of counterintuitive, but actually when we encourage things in other people, there's a, a kind of a, a listening part of ourselves that is also listening to that. So if somebody else is is really open and expressive in a really authentic way, I'm not talking about a dramatic burst of emotion, which sometimes happens in a kind of new age context of of someone breaking down and screaming and and weeping and everyone's terribly impressed because they're so free with their emotions. Sometimes that is an act in and of itself. You will know the difference. Because if that person's behavior is a genuine, authentic expression of feeling, you will feel a release within yourself. If it's not a genuine, authentic expression of feeling, you will feel that feeling I spoke about before of being manipulated. You'll find it irritating. So you can, you can tell the difference. So if someone around you takes that courageous leap to express themselves more fully and more truthfully and more authentically, if you afterwards in some way show your appreciation of them doing that, what you're doing is showing appreciation for authenticity as a principle. So what you're also doing is you're encouraging that part of yourself to be more authentic. Another thing you can do is, is notice who are the people around you who are also sensitive to this. Spend more time with those people. Use those people as, as practice ground, if you like, 
for yourself as you are seeking to become more authentic and more more relaxed and natural in expressing your your true open self they'll they'll probably love it and they may also thank you for doing that you know at this point it's it's possible for it to get a bit sort of um uh namby pamby <laughs> i remember someone telling me about some seminars they went to where people were so committed to being authentic that everyone was exaggeratedly authentic and no, nobody could nobody could um say anything without it going into a kind of multi-layered expression of appreciation that took ages and ages and ages and everyone was just exhausted by the end of the first hour because they were all working so hard to be so authentic so let's not do that you know this this is a real swinging of the pendulum thing that that bit in the middle where the pendulum is in the center is so fleeting when we actually get it right it's so easy for it, for the pendulum to swing one way of being really inauthentic and swing the other way where we're just overwhelmingly flooding the world with our expression in a way that just goes beyond being present. It goes off into being self-indulgent. So there isn't really a short answer to that. There's no measuring stick. There's no manual. What we can do, though, is we can actually invest in sharpening our our intuition and our sensitivity to our own authenticity and to other people's authenticity. And the more we do that, the more it becomes second nature, such such that you become more and more one of those people who walks into a room and people are glad that you're there. They pay attention, not because you're the person with the status, the money, the power, because you are bringing an energy of truth and authenticity into the space. And that's refreshing. Now, for you as a leader, this is absolute gold. This means that when you, when you, it's actually easier when you, when you're in the authentic space to identify whether or not someone is some, someone you want to work with, whether they're the right person to draw into your orbit. It's also easier to enroll them. It's easier for, to, for you to recognize whether or not they're being authentic or just giving lip service. It's easier for you to inspire people. It's easier for you to know when people are uninspired and starting to flag. And it's easier for you to know what intuitively is the right thing to do. So as a leader, you become empowered when you are your authentic self. Of course, of course, another side of, of the being the authentic self is some people are just won't like you in your authentic self. They just won't like it. Now, that's not actually a problem. Because those people w- wouldn't have been probably the right people for you to be around anyway in the first place. If you have to be not you, if you have to be somebody else in order for, for people to want to be around you, that's that's a it's exhausting and b it's depressing. Who wants that? It's much more fun to be who you are and have people around you because they want to be around you as you are. Then you can use your energy for interesting and creative things rather than using your energy to pretend to be somebody else, whether you're doing that consciously or unconsciously. 
So yes, when you show up in your authentic self, that's when you make a contribution. And I said in the title of this, of this episode, global contribution. And I'm going to talk about ripple effect. You have a ripple effect with what you do, what you say, how you say it, how you show up. If you are largely showing up as your authentic self, then your ripple effect is also more authentic. And the people around you, if they're becoming more authentic, their ripple effect becomes more authentic. And their ripple effect becomes more of a contribution. So you, you, get, you get a kind of a magnified, exponential, positive effect moving outwards from you and from the people around you and from the people around them in a benef- beneficial wave around the globe. And this is just a fantastic, wonderful thing. It's, it's part of our gift as human beings. It's something that's nothing to do with education, um, accreditation, assessment, um, skill sets, status, money, fame. It's nothing to do with any of those things. And yet, if you also have all of those things, if you are in your authentic self as well, you've got an even more magnified contribution. So thank you already for those times when you've been authentic and made that contribution. And thank you in advance for those times when you're going to do it in the future. Because that will probably benefit me. Wherever you are on the planet, on some level, that benefits me. It benefits all of us. So I'm going to invite you this week to watch uh, another short video. This is one I made when I was thinking about Some people really are living their lives according to their own personal values already, which tends to happen when we're being authentic. And when we live according to our values, we tend to become more authentic. And living our lives according to our values is incredibly helpful as leaders. And the next question then when we're doing that is how can I align my activities even more closely with my personal values in order to become even more fulfilled and even more successful and make even more of a contribution. So you'll find in the show notes a link to a YouTube video, a short video, this one, on that very topic, uh, which I invite you to, to tune into. So thank you for listening. Have a great week. Enjoy the video, and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.